0: In today's text, we encounter a young man who finally gets his time with Jesus. And he starts out by kneeling at Jesus' feet and calling him good teacher. He's off to a good start. He's, He's there with Jesus and he asks him, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus lays out the final six commandments. And the young man eagerly replies, I have kept all of these since my youth. And the scripture says that Jesus looked at this young man and he loved him. He loved this young man's commitment and his devotion. He loved this young man's eagerness. But then Jesus tells this young man, you lack one thing. Go and sell your possessions and give the money to the poor. And the text says that the young man walked away grieving, He walked away in pain because he had so much stuff. He had so much wealth. He couldn't part with it. The young man had his earthly treasure chest. And even though Jesus had invited him to follow him, he couldn't see Jesus beyond His earthly treasure. It was too close to his own heart for him to be able to do as Jesus had asked. And faith is a matter of the heart, it's a matter of what is in our hearts. What our treasure is. Now, no one likes talking about money. It's not fun, it's uncomfortable. I have dreaded this Sunday. (laughs) Andy has too. Um, When I I ran into a few retired pastors yesterday and I told them what today's sermon topic was, they all apologized um, because it's not fun. We, money is this just kind of taboo topic at times. But here's the thing. If we are going to take Jesus seriously, then we have to take money seriously. Because Jesus talked about money more than anything else. How we view money, how we spend money. It's important. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When I was seven years old, my father was a pastor at a church off Terry Road in Jackson. And we were leaving church one day and we saw, and I saw these people asking for food and for money. And being seven, I didn't understand why they just didn't go to their homes and get their food and money there. And so I asked my parents, about these people that so regularly visited that church. And my parents explained that they were homeless. And I I still didn't understand really, but my parents explained somewhat. And that week, I pulled out a piece of poster board and I wrote, help feed the homeless on this poster board after checking with my parents about how to spell homeless. And I asked my dad if I could hold up the sign after church that Sunday. And he held it up during the children's moment. And I I thought it was cool that my dad was doing that, that I did something that my dad thought worthy enough of holding up. And that Sunday was a communion Sunday. And that church had a tradition of putting money on the railing after they took communion. And that Sunday where usually that church left $50, they left 500. And it's I don't really remember that Sunday well, but my parents do. Because I and my childlike faith had allowed these people I didn't know to touch my heart, and somehow my little act of faith had touched all these other people's hearts. For where our treasure is, there our hearts will also be. What we value, what we care about, what we allow to touch our hearts that will have our wallets. So the question for us as a church family, as Christians, is what do we allow to touch our hearts in such a way that we can see Jesus before our stuff? I'm going to break down some numbers for y'all. Real quick. Uh, So, Garrett, if you input the first number. So, every week, we have 160 children birth through sixth grade in our church building on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. The next number. And we have 115 youth connected to our youth ministry. Then on Sunday mornings, we usually average anywhere from 400 to 700 in worship. Every day, Monday through Friday, we have about 120 or more children in our weekday program where we teach them how their ABCs and their colors and care about them. Every day of the week, we have about 50 members of AA, which is a support group for those seeking to overcome addiction in our doors. This is the largest AA group in the state. And that doesn't include the three times a week we have Al-Anon, which is for family members of those in AA in our church building. And then once a week, we have about 70 Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts in our doors. On Wednesday nights, we have about 200 or more just to have dinner, to talk, to learn more about Jesus. Our congregational care ministry for holidays alone each year delivers 750 meals. 65 is the number of families our church adopts every year at Christmas to make sure that that family can have a meal and can have something to unwrap on Christmas morning. And 25 to 35 is usually the number of people our church family sends to Honduras like Mike every year so that they can be the living Lord to those there. St. Matthew's United Methodist Church doesn't just talk the talk. We walk the walk of faith together. We walk the walk of discipleship together. We show ourselves and each other that we are committed to our mission statement of reaching out to share the, li- the love and the grace that changes our lives to show Jesus to those we encounter, to those who come here, and to those who we go out to. This is why our money matters. This is why our treasure matters. Because of all those people who come into our doors and all those people still to come because, what more can we do? How many more people might we serve? The average Methodist gives about 1%. That's what the average Methodist gives. What would happen if all of us gave a little more than 1%? or if all of us gave a tithe, which is 10%, or what would happen if all of us just committed to giving something? If that happens, there's no stopping us. There's no stopping God's kingdom here on earth. If we commit, if we buy in, To our mission statement, if we buy in to who we are. But it's so easy to be that young man who just sees our earthly treasure chest. It's so easy to get caught up in that because this is so often the easy way. but is this all we want? Do we want to be that young man in front of Jesus who's asked to do something? Because the young man wasn't turned, he didn't go away for having money or having things. His problem was that his stuff was more important to him than who God is. And so he missed a lot. He missed the miracles, he missed the cross, he missed the resurrection. He couldn't get past his own stuff enough to follow Jesus. This is our month of renewal where all of us will be asked at the end of the month to commit to giving something money-wise, time-wise, to commit to the ministries of this church. And every penny counts. Everyone can give, whether it's something from a salary, something from an allowance. The question is, are we willing to renew together? Are we willing to commit to one another in this endeavor of being Christ's hands and feet here in Madison in central Mississippi? That's our question as individuals and as a church community to pray and to discern what we can each give so that all those hundreds of people might come here and know that their life is never going to be the same again. Will you please pray with me? Lord, we come to you in different places, but we come to, new, to you knowing that you're the one who makes us whole. Help us to commit to you, help challenge us to buy in to your mission here at St. Matthew's And here on this earth, challenge us and help us to be able to see you through all our own stuff. In your son's name, amen.